This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Eric Branson. with me as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Joe Peterson and Ryan Steiskel. How's it going tonight, guys? Wonderful. We're going to find out. <laughs> Different so ends of the spectrum. <laughs> we're going to roll the dice and uh, see where the journey leads. Yes, this um, is going to be a fun one because Ryan didn't watch this one. Was it I by like accident? To think, I like to think I was enthusiastic uh, and 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 jumped ahead. Uh, what it yes. is is I, and I, from what I understand, rightly so, forgot entirely about the fact that we were doing Encino Man, or that the fact that Encino Man is a movie, which is weird to say because this was a childhood movie of mine. <laughs> but like, yeah. we'd like to bury things in the past, so a few beers in is that's where I'm at. So and I, again, I, yeah. we're rolling the die. I have a feeling we'll be able to dig up some memories for you here. Oh, we're starting with puns. Yes. That's the first Thought thing we, this morning. Maybe. Glad you picked that Maybe up. Thaw something out. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Think way yeah. back to the olden days. <laughs> I'm poly sure of it. I got nothing. <laughs> You're just talking uh, out to Sean Astin. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck with the save. Well, all puns aside, uh, how, how are you guys, uh, what have you been up to? Anything... <clears throat> Watching anything or anything you feel like you? What a cruel question! Gotta get to off ask. your chest. Um, I've <laughs> oh, been watching, cool. as I mentioned before, uh, the Sandman series on Netflix, which I highly recommend, and they they surprised everybody with a bonus episode after the main season ended. Um, not yet greenlit for season two, so we're all keeping our fingers crossed. Those of us that watched it and liked it, yeah. I guess. Um, but the, I, I would say they got the content sure to keep going for a little uh, while. I hope so. Yeah. But right yeah. now with the streaming stuff, it's kind of scary. Well, HBO, expes- uh, sorry, HBO Discovery, especially, they're just like, we're going to wipe out all the cartoons because these are for kids. Meanwhile, like, friends and myself, 30s, I'm like, excuse me? And their own You've creators been are going... have since the 90s. Don't take this shit from and us. Some of their own creators are like, I don't have copies of these. Yep. Yeah. Legally. So, yeah, it's a little scary. So, yeah, that's what I've been watching. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to get around to seeing that as soon as possible, but as soon as possible for me could uh, be a while. But it's definitely high on the list. So, you know, what just else is high on the list. Polly Shore. What? Oh, yes. <laughs> on the it depends what list, but I'm sure there is one that he's very high. Yeah, on, there's so. probably at, at this point in his life. I was going to say career, <laughs> but life is the easy and more probably more less yeah. complicated. Um, I'm sure he's on quite a few lists. Oh yeah. We'll get into more made, of that. Made it kind of sound like there's some, right. some kind of weird assassin CIA thing with Polly Shore. Like Polly Shore is dead. Like, oh. Yeah. Like like the Paul is dead situation. Like, our Polly Shore actually died much earlier in the 90s and was replaced with a, a copy. Like and a Polly Hotep. This movie <laughs> that we lost and had the transition to the new Polly Shore. 
Encino Man. There, yeah. that's your segue. There you go. <laughs> Digging into the, the Polly Shore conspiracies as, as I knew we would. but As they're so, so like... well known, <laughs> people talk about Bigfoot, Mothman, but it's the Polly Shore replacement theory that uh, really gets to my shorts. I don't know if that's the same. <laughs> what is reality? Gets, gets in your shorts? Is that what? <laughs> ah! So, ah kind of weasels pun. its way in there. <laughs> Oh gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I I do here solemnly swear not to make this entire episode a thing where we're talking like Polly Shore. <laughs> just just for the first five or ten minutes. Not the to, entire. To be honest, if episode. I was going to tune into a podcast, that is not the one thing I would want to hear. It's the opposite I would want to hear that somebody was dedicated. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast where everybody <laughs> talks like Polly Shore. <laughs> the junkyard. Podcast. (laughs) Some of these were gonna off. I'm kind of glad that they're not because that last one was totally the copier, dude. (laughs) Oh yeah, making copies, Rob Schneider. (laughs) Copies. Rob Schneider, Polly Shore. Shore. That's definitely whatever list Polly Shore was on. Rob Schneider's on it too. So. (laughs) Oh my god. It's actually written on Rob Schneider's back. Not many people know that. <laughs> I, I, I think, and I'll admit this now, I think I have a little more respect for Polly Shore. Yeah, I could, yeah, that I needs think some I agree context and explanation. Than, than Rob Schneider. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> they know there was a comparison. Yeah, that, I have more respect easy. for Polly Shore than Rob Schneider. Yeah. But, yeah. So. but yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess we... Uh, jump into talking about Polly Shore for another 40 minutes here, so <laughs> might as well get a... Um, if you haven't guessed already, since we've been talking about the movie for five minutes already, we are uh, going to take... we Well, we did already take a look at... Well, Sans one of us, take a look at the 1992 American comedy film Encino Man. Recently, two high school students unearthed a prehistoric man in their own backyard. Their story is completely true. The beverage? What are you doing, Mrs. Tony? We figure with a little juice. No, we think the juice. No, we think the juice. Hollywood Pictures presents Encino Man. He's a million years old. Milk does the body good, huh? Uh. Great hair. And living proof that evolution 
is not an exact science. Full hands on the wheel. Get cut the fresh nugs. Weeze in the juice. Ow! Buddy. Buddy. You got him talking like you now. <laughs> I was going to say, just because I haven't seen this movie, polisher references are all I'm going to be able to do for this fucking review. Yeah. I mean, the... Generally, that's all we're all gonna we're all gonna be able to do here. But uh, yeah. yeah, and Cino Man was directed by Les Mayfield uh, in his directorial debut, um, starring Sean Astin, Brendan Fraser, Mariette Hartley, Richard Mazur, uh, Polly Shore, Megan Ward. Um, could pick out some of the other '90s faces you'll see, uh, like Robin yeah. Tooney, um, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. So, yeah, I caught her I in got... there and didn't remember she was in it. Uh, Full confession. When you mentioned the name Sean Astin, I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot that he was in this movie." So I knew there I. was another. I I knew there was another dude in this movie, and for the longest time, right before you said it, I was thinking it was one of the ad, uh, uh, the Baldwin brothers. No, that's Biodome. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> Already didn't watch the movie. Off to a great start. Yeah, you you, you jumped the ship and washed up on the Polly Shore. It's just a tornado of, of <laughs> '90s nonsense. It's just it just becomes it, a weird really is. combination of yeah. things. Before I know it, like oh, why is John Denver stuck in my head? Uh, so, uh, yeah, that movie. So it is an appearance by uh, Sean Astin, who's you know of course known as Bob from Stranger Things, and um, <laughs> best so. known, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, you may know or, him from or, some or other some other unimportant un- work. He's in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, he plays right. brother from 51st Dates. If we're going to fucking go... go I mean, the, char- the character he plays here is much more similar to the 51st Dates brother than, you know, Samwise Gamgee, but that's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, hey, he's still Mikey <laughs> Walsh to me from Goonies, so... <laughs> that's right. Rudy, right? Rudy, so, yeah. Depends where you uh, know... It's kind of like that uh, that meme that says you could tell a lot about a person by what they know Tim Curry from. I feel like you could tell a lot about what generate or how old you are by what you know Sean Astin from. So. Oh, absolutely. I think it's very telling that you know, like you can tell who a certain person is when they remember Brendan Fraser as a guy from Encino Man. Oh yeah, even this more is so. Feature can, film debut here, so yeah, and you can also really get to know somebody by what they remember Polly Shore if they remember Polly Shore <laughs> if they that's that that tells you you are a certain age right there if you remember Polly Shore at least remember Polly Shore being anything but a you know 90 joke he's about the, the 90s he's literally just the loudest kid in the room if the room happened to be a decade called the 90s mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like nothing nothing personifies the 90s quite as well or early 90s at least as as Polly Shore that that like couple of like six eight month period we had of that it was the 90s but you know the grunge thing hadn't happened yet really and you mm-hmm. know so, anyway well oh and he kind of toned it down for this movie a bit too he did <laughs> yeah yeah sorry i don't remember i don't remember much but i don't remember that <laughs> oh so. yeah oh yeah no he's he's go go and watch any other poly shore movie compared to this one and he's definitely a little lower key uh, go watch a show on mtv like where he got his start on MTV, he was yep, really over the yeah. top. Just I have uh, no memory yeah. of that. So this one yeah. has a. <laughs> this sounds like it was because such a we haven't gotten situation. to it yet because the plot of this one is pretty preposterous. But and uh, I, you know what? I made a point not to Google anything <laughs> about like 
the geology of California and what oh, kind yeah, of yeah. things. Have been... No, don't. I'm, I mean, I'm, even I'm from my totally in. layman's term, I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm yeah. diving in. We got Are cave it... paintings, in, you know, five feet down in this person's backyard in Encino, California, and, and they don't even really seem to know. Giant as much. blocks of glacial ice, it just kind of sitting in the sand. It's in. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> They, I don't they know what kind of sediment I'm not the geologist caveman. here, but like, yeah, it's so. They they do try to like throw in a, a little bit. Um, Rick um, Dukeman, I think that's how you pronounce his name, who plays the Mister Bush, Mister Brush, the science teacher. Oh yeah, he he um, talks a little bit about a, a theory about like under underground glaciers and you know ice and stuff. So it's like okay, so they they tried, they tried, but. Let's do a quick yeah. synopsis before we really yeah, dive Yeah, a quick synopsis, and I have a super Sorry, quick I was one. Just... It's a te- teenage California buddies, Sean Astin and Polly Shore, groom a, groom a thought-out caveman, played by Brendan Fraser, and pass him off as a cool transfer student. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that definitely does has it. a I mean, different that's... context nowadays, doesn't it? I mean, it's not too different, but when you think, all I can think is, like, Polly Shore groomed Brendan Fraser, and I'm like, <laughs> so... Okay. Tonight on <laughs> E! True Hollywood Story. Wait, that, that was itself he, was that the reference. exact? Yeah. <laughs> Polly yeah. Shore was the reason that Brendan Fraser's career was ruined. <clears throat> so, how got dark. You know, Sean Astin <laughs> plays Dave, right? Um, who's like the, really the main character, and Polly Shore is He's Stoney, kind of the his, protagonist. His yeah. But he's also like the only character <coughs> out of these three characters. He's the least likable, and he's actually kind of a dick most of the movie to everybody. So yeah, not sure where from a screenwriting standpoint we decided to make. First of all, Sean Astin, who's generally like portrayed most of the roles he's portrayed up to this point as being a pretty likable kid, uh, and he's the protagonist of the movie. Why did we make him kind of a selfish, unlikable dickwad throughout most of this movie? Um, <laughs> I, I do not know. Anyway, just uh, <laughs> yeah, because like yeah. the whole the whole his whole motivation is he wants to be popular, and he really yeah. is in love with Robin, who is played by Megan Ward, who's mm-hmm. been his best friend since grade school. But now that she's, you know, grown up, and you know, he finds her well. He's like attractive. so far he's... in the friend zone at this point. Like it's uh, yeah, even she's tired of him. Um, yeah, she's nice to him essentially. But there's a line in there where Polly Shore is like, you know, when you were younger, you could, you, you guys could have been together. And he's like, yeah, but she hadn't gotten hot yet. And it's like, oh, well, fuck this guy. Yeah, he's he's a to- he's a jerk. Like he's just not. And everything that he does throughout this movie, that's why I didn't argue with the um, description on Google saying that they groomed Brandon Fraser because literally this guy is trying to use this caveman to impress people so that he can like be popular and date the hottest girl in school. Like that's, that is his entire motivation to the point where he actually like tries to send him away, uh, out, you know, on his own, uh, because he thinks that, um, what was her, what was her name? You just said it. Um, uh, um, Robin, Megan Ward, Robin, Robin. Yeah. Robin was interested in link who they name you know, the, the caveman uh, eventually, but like, Miss anyway, link. Get, yeah. yeah. Yep, okay. absolutely. <laughs> they, uh, I'm getting following. a little ahead of ourselves. So, yeah, two teenagers, uh, Sean Aston and um, Polly Shore, uh, find a caveman, 
about five feet down in the backyard where he's trying to dig a dig, dig a, tr- a swimming pool with a shovel. So, in <laughs> hopes that it'll make him like, popular. Yeah, every everything he does, every single thing he does in this movie is either I w- I'm going to be popular or I'm going to get Robin to notice me. Like that's I'm sorry, did he plan on pouring concrete and making a foundation or anything for this pool? I don't know, but the pool just randomly shows up at the end of the movie too, like towards the end of the movie, just like pool, there it is. Like, uh, yeah, it's... yeah, and even the way the parents act in this, like, okay, so they they know about this. They don't seem to give a shit, but it's his plan. The parents are kind of, like, there to, like, make a couple scenes work, but then otherwise, other than that, they're just non-existent, almost. Like, even worse than it is. I I know you guys, because I did listen to your, uh, the the Gate show, you had a little bit of a discussion about 80s movies. Yeah. This is definitely, I mean, I know it's 92, this is definitely the same, the same kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm watching this going, like, I don't... a middle-class family going on a trip somewhere, and and, and kids behind. I'm I'm glad you brought that up, because it was something in my notes. Like, between this and The Gate, I feel like I'm getting a good image of how parents were perceived to be acceptable in these kind of movies. From the early 80s to the early 90s. I don't want to hear shit from anybody about fucking participation trophies. These parents were terrible. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, they blame millennials for ruining everything. I'm like, it's well, like, look at our fucking parentage. Who was giving them the trophies? Who was letting them dig pools in the backyard? Who was letting them play near open pits that descended to hell? These people. Yeah. How about the scene in the very beginning when they first find the caveman and both uh, David and Stoney go the first thing they do when they find this caveman in the backyard is freak out and go and try and tell david's mom about it mm-hmm. and they're banging on the window and like hey mom there's this thing in the backyard and she's just like talking on the phone like super annoyed with them closes the blinds to try and get them to shut up and then finally turns says excuse me to whoever she's out on the phone like yells at them like i'm working da 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 something and then you never see her again until like the third act of the movie like yeah. so she has she doesn't you know, when she's done with her work call or whatever, she doesn't come out and, like, check and see what they were upset about. She doesn't, like, you know, follow up on that at all. To the point where they, like, both hang out in the garage for the rest of the night. Fall asleep and wake up the next morning in the garage with this caveman. So she's just never followed up even to the see if, you know, my kid's alive at that point. <laughs> like, Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Don't, so. don't blame don't blame Sean Astin. Don't blame <laughs> Wally Shore. Don't blame us. Look yeah. at these fucking parents. They don't give a shit. <laughs> you can blame Polly Shore a little bit. Just a little bit. Because well, cause we were left to watch his movies growing up. Product of his upbringing. Of our parents. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, um, in this movie, he, play, he plays Stoney. Uh, Stoney. Oh. So, yeah. How original and, and unexpected. Uh, right. <laughs> Just because yeah, he smells Stoney. like a fucking head shop. And he drives around on a moped. He's wearing bell bottoms because it was 1992, and everybody thought it was 1969. Yep, he's dressed kind of like a a hippie in a like. uh, Sorry, he's yeah. Some of the outfits I think would make good uh, Halloween costumes. A friend, uh, I, I I made my friend uh, who's staying with us, and and my wife, who actually, by the way, this movie was given to us as a as an audience pick by my wife. Um, so I thought that was going to be a her, very different thing picks, when you said my so. best friend and by the way my wife and I'm like they're the same people I'm like okay oh, that's cute well, <laughs> so, yeah, that, no, that's that would have been way. sweet but that's not where I was going um, <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> better enemies to be fair so, um, <laughs> she's a Sean yeah, Austin I, to my fucking Polly Shore I, I made them watch this movie uh, with me the other night so we uh, kind of 
had a couple of these com- same kind of reactions to it as we were watching it as well. But yeah. to be, you know, what it's funny that you use the term uh, "made them watch" because that sounds about point on accurate when it comes to like who wants to revisit these movies. It's either half of them are like, "Hey, I'm in my." By the way, this is based off a true story. My experience with one of my roommates back in college. One person who's like, "Yeah, I grew up with Polly Shore movies. I'm, but I grew up." And then the other person, like, I'm going to buy the whole fucking thing off of Amazon and we're going to watch it in the dorm because I'm the one person who owns the television in the dorm. And guess who got to binge watch Polly Shore movies that night? Not me because uh, I'm a grown adult and I got to do literally anything else. I just really wanted to be home in bed, though. I, you know what, though? Like, honestly, after you meet Dave and really see what his character's like, and after you meet Matt, who is Robin's boyfriend, played by Michael DeLuise, he's like the stereotypical. Mm-hmm bully jock asshole boyfriend did he have um, like yeah. the sweater tied around the neck at least one point no no he's oh, like shit. hockey player douchebag right in but california in california and because uh, they're known for their hockey teams when you when you get to meet brendan nice fraser's one. link character he, that's really where the movie starts having a lot of fun yeah yeah but you also brendan realize Frazier. that brendan fraser's like the most likable character in this and that is like is the universal actually... phrase. If there's but, a list that course. Polly Shore is on, there's a universe in like laws like gravity must push down, so but on and so this forth. Is... And one of them is Brendan Fraser must be the most charming thing in a movie. But this <laughs> movie, and and that is true here, yes. I feel. But it's the it's a rare film where you can say who are the best two characters in this movie, and you have to say Brendan Fraser and Polly Shore. Yeah, because Stony is he's annoying. They're, they're but on he's the, the not poster, a bad character. You know? Yeah. Uh, Stoney's actually, he's obnoxious, he's Polly Shore, because Polly Shore doesn't really play characters, he's Polly Shore, right? So, he is a little toned down Polly Shore here, but, yeah, Stoney's actually a decent dude. Dave's not, really. And Dave yeah. never really changes, either. Like, this movie this ends, and Dave's a... still, you know, Dave, so... Yeah. That's... You know, this is such a weird thing to hear, because it sounds like a weird, bizarro world, where, like, Polly Shore is way better than, uh... Sean Astin in the situation, in this, yes. and it's in just this, like, yes. well, the that this seems plays out. fucking backwards. Next, you're going to tell me Trump's going to become but, president. Wait, what? Well, just wait. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we, well, Joe brought up like the next thing, and the thing we probably will talk about the most throughout this is that um, Brendan Fraser. When we get when we get to Link and we meet the mm-hmm. caveman in this pretty much instantly lights up the screen and his performance in this movie is the only thing that makes this movie endearing and lasting in any way like everything else yeah. about this is temporary 90s whatever i think brendan fraser instantly like out of the gate i don't know if it's like you know shows that he's got star power or whatever i mean and obviously he does because he goes on to be a leading man in uh, georgia the jungle like the rest of the decade and yeah. into the early 2000s um but yeah, he's just really, really good in this. He's really funny when the script isn't always great, but he kind of pulls off, you know, becoming this likable character. And everything he does here, you know, you, you know, inappropriate '90s jokes and all aside, um, is 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 good. Like he's really, really great in this. And I think he's it's really the only thing it's got going for it is is him. So, like you said, yet again, you know, Brendan Fraser's kind of the. The universal yeah. love. He's, yeah. he's really the scenes where you know Link is trying to figure out the world, and these are 
we we've talked about Splash and other movies like this where you have a character who's kind of the yeah. you know we, we made enough jokes about we the fish out of water right yeah but in this is one where actually it's done quite well Man and it's because ice. of who's you know that's the new who's, one yeah he's trying to just like the the mannerisms are very uh, physical a lot of physical comedy quick mm-hmm. question actually I got several but I'll start with this one first do you think this was a prequel series to the SNL skit Caveman Lawyer. And this is actually mm. the caveman before he gets his law degree? That'd be hilarious. I mean, he's an unfrozen caveman, so yeah, if he graduates from Encino High School and goes on to uh, law school eventually, then Just sure, wanted to not? throw that one out there. Well, he uh, does show up in uh, Son-in-Law. Yeah, he does. In, college, uh, in the so. Army now, supposedly, and in the as Army well, now, too. So. Oh, fucking yeah. shit, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, links um, all over. Yeah. Fascinating. Um... My next thing is actually going to be, like, from what I actually remember about this movie. Mind you, I've not seen this movie since I was, like, in the 90s. So I was, like, before 10 was an age. Um, before I hit double digits, is what I'm saying. But um, I fucking strongly remember the mountain, the melting scene. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. first off, my little kid brain wrapping around, like, why is that a perfectly blocked ice? Cube. like yeah, how one blob, yeah. cartoon can this get like even that fucking realm of logic and creativity um but i do remember like just the weird concoction of fucking like electric lights uh yep. heaters all the uh, electric blade, heaters whatever whatever because they get the, the idea ice. we'll thaw them out and we'll get famous but it's like yep. you don't think he's going to decompose no. in this shed nah. in california not will they just get famous they'll be the most popular guys in school because they have a caveman yeah and there there might be some money coming there's no way they anticipate that there's a living fucking person inside of this so it's just like exactly like hey do you want to cook this fucking freezer burnt lean cuisine human (laughs) it's just like comes from the mind of a stony that makes sense like again i mean they're they're definitely idiots they're definitely Um, idiots but in California, garage, and like just shut the door. You don't need to turn anything on. You're in California, yo. You've been fine. Yeah. But the second thing was always like whenever the fucking ice melted, it's like literally you're covered in a block of water and it's slowly melting, but somehow when you come out, you're still muddy as fuck. Well, they show how he's on a the block is held up by like sawhorses. I'm going to thaws out and if it crashes down and that's what shatters the rest of the ice. And yeah, okay. like the ice falls off, so his hair's all mad. I actually thought like the clay matting around like this hair and skin was actually kind of. I do remember the clay. Kind of, kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, yeah, would have been because really he makes like a clay print on the window as he's looking yeah. in, like which they you know make a joke about later. Yeah, his hair's all movie. matted and and yeah. So yeah. it's uh, that didn't bother me really, but the his whole like trying to figure the, this. There's a quick scene with him and a dog that's really funny where they're yeah. both pawing at each other and... <laughs> he's gotta like push him away and like yeah yeah and then they you know um, clean him up and say he's an exchange student from estonia yeah because that's their and of course you have the annoying little sister played by ellen blaine who just fires off nonsense every now and then because it's a 90s Who's movie just as disposable of a character as the parents are like the family serves no purpose here right really except that they're just, you know... They're there. They're, they have... There, they have a, there a, is a family. You know, they have a typical, like, dinner scene where they bring Link to the family dinner table at one point. Yeah. I feel like... I, I feel like if this was, like, at some point, if this was a big hit, there's some streaming service 
uh, studio that owns this is going to try to make a spinoff series based off either the sister or I've the I've heard it's been discussed that they're trying to do a spinoff, but I don't think it's about any of them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we would Spin- watch it, don't get me wrong, but not for like, this is going to be great. Well, it's going to turn into be- like a murder mystery. Because or it does I, turn into know, the lawyer show. As, <laughs> as we've already we talked about Columbo earlier. Yeah, the, yeah it's going to turn into a caveman Columbo. Ooga, ooga, booga, booga. I can ooga, see how it's had a hard time getting... getting. I can see how it's had a hard time getting into a reboot because, or a spinoff or anything. Because, like, these aren't all, as we've been discussing, none of these are really characters that we would want to come back and revisit except maybe Link. And yeah. Polly Shore's still around, but I don't think he could pull off stony you know in, in his 50s i mean i would yeah. be I, if anyone could that's yeah. anyone brandon frazier being like i have now lived like modern life and i actually want to regress back to some well there's lifestyle. there's there is a neat scene in this where there's a class field trip and they go to uh like the Tar pits or they go to a natural history museum in the area yeah. and Link is seeing the dioramas and the mounted oh, right. skeletons, and he he kind of has a little freak out, and they just kind of calm him down, and that's that's it, like it's the one moment in this where it, they actually focus on Link. Like this would be, this uh, would be a heavy traumatic for yeah, him. This like, would be pretty yeah. traumatic, um, but they just kind of gloss over, like yeah, but he's a teenager, so he'll be fine. And. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, and I guess I, I understand their decision They're, because they weren't trying to make a movie like that. They were trying to make right. a, a funny, you know, Bec- they threw this thing in there. Because teenagers are known but... for one thing. It's emotional maturity and able right. to handle stressful situations. <laughs> right. Well, that, yeah, their ex- explanation of like every time he has a moment like that, and really that's the only moment that has any weight, but... Um, the two of them, David and Stoney, are just like, oh, dude, he's just figuring it out. Like... That's yeah. That's kind of all the all the support they give him. That one they give him like a pat a pat on the back, essentially. Like, but. yeah, and I mean that's kind of I feel representative of parental guidance back then too. Is oh yeah, that sucks, doesn't it? Well, I guess you'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, better luck next time, Billy. Yeah, I'll give I'll give props to a movie for thinking enough to like, hey, maybe there would be a traumatic event if this man went into a natural history museum and saw that, like, oh, a reminder, everyone you know and every like, your entire life is dead. Yeah, the world you know is gone. Yeah. It's is not only gone, been gone for so long. Other worlds have come and gone before it. Like it is right. so old. Yeah. You it, might have a moral. You might have a a, a fucking existential it, crisis. It feels <laughs> it, it feels very much like the scene is placed in there just as part of the ups and downs of storytelling. Because this is, you know, we also have a montage scene of. Well, I guess you could call it a montage, but like his driver's <laughs> ed thing, where he's sure. oh, okay. driving a car on two wheels for like a couple of miles, <laughs> and yeah, you know, why the two wheels shit. thing? Why, why did why did he go up on the two wheels? Why was that he, the gag they went for? I don't know. Like, like oh, he took a turn too far. Because I think it would be a lot funnier if he was, like, you know, legitimately driving around and you could do a bunch of different things. You know, a little old lady in the crosswalk. Whatever cliches you want to go through in, like, that situation. Just lifts up but the car as she's crossing. The two like, wheels Mr. thing, it's like, okay, well, that lasted for, like, 35 seconds and it wasn't... Anyway, yeah. I feel like it was, it was a way... And they do this a lot with these kind of movies that, like, oh, yeah, he's totally out of his element here. But he can do all this really cool shit. 
Like, he can jump yeah. off balconies and do flips, and he's fine. He can do backflips down the hallway. He can drive a car on two wheels and control it. Not in he's his just, 30s. For some... Apparently, <laughs> yeah, I've seen Doom Patrol. Um, but, you know, just, like, how they, they keep trying to, like, hype up, like, he's awesome at all these things. And that's cool. It's, it's, a, it's a gag. Mm-hmm. You know, it, but... I also yeah. feel like this movie doesn't have a lot to it. There, there's a reason the synopsis is only two sentences long, because that's about the amount of, like... The script? ...story that's <laughs> yeah. going on here. And the re- they, they do, and not, not that it's totally bad or it's not funny, it just, like, they really push a lot of stuff in here that's not doesn't really accomplish anything besides, like, just doing the fish out of water, stranger to strange land thing with every situation that they could think conceived to put him in. And it starts to, by the, you know, into the second act be a lot of filler for the movie. I don't think the movie itself doesn't really have, like, like we said, Dave, Dave as a character doesn't really have an arc at all. He's just a dick for life. No. Yeah. Essentially Stoney doesn't really have an arc except where it relates to link. He's kind of the, the character that is the support character for link. Yeah. Um and and advocates for him when Dave's being yeah. a douche. So Robin um, doesn't have any character development. No, um, Matt doesn't. I mean, he's a jerk and he kind of gets his comeuppance in a way. But yeah. he's he's almost there for comic but relief too. He's got a catchphrase. Matt's phrase. a jerk because of the kind of guy he is, kind of. But <laughs> um, my my friend pointed out when we were watching it the other night that like. Matt's kind of a jerk, but is he wrong? Like this dude is hitting on his girlfriend. <laughs> like right. he doesn't yeah. actually like go after Dave at any point until that happens. Then it's like, so he's not technically a bully like you usually see in these. And maybe he is. Maybe I mean, he goes a little there, far. Like, he he staples him to a wall. Um, yeah, true. you know he oh, I investigates that. and stuff I like a that. Memory. <laughs> yeah, you know, like he's and and you get the he's controlling. Um, you know, his yeah, catchphrase. Is. Yes, he is. He's got a catchphrase, which is shush. You know, he yells at people to shush. And he's he's a jerk. What's funny he is he keeps yells talking. at Robin to shush in multiple occasions. So, yeah, yeah, no, he's totally a jerk. It's funny, too, how he, he brags. I guess it's not, is he a jerk? It's more, is he wrong about No, Dave? no. I you mean, don't feel bad for Dave. It's like. Well, I don't know. I mean, Dave's in today, a little insult. It's, that's a hard question because in today's climate, you know, one could make the argument that no, he shouldn't be doing anything because it shows his insecurities. It should be Robin to say something first, and she hasn't. You know, but I get why he would be annoyed. Yeah. And I get why he would maybe want to say something. But he's an asshole in how he handles it. So he's got lots of opportunities. But right. again, they were writing it sounds a character. Like Robin doesn't really have a lot of options. Right. And they the spend so little. Fucking... They spend so little yeah. time actually developing any of it. Not that you care, because you don't. But it's uh, yeah. It's always you fun really to just want to see links on older shit. I though. think and the, right. I want to validate, like, just go back and, and and validate some of what I just said. Most of that is not a criticism. This movie's actually better because it just focuses on Link and not all this other stuff. If we really dug into that, I think it would just you know. It would yeah. be worse. <laughs> like it, oh, absolutely. We, it knows its strength is the you know the caveman um and and brendan fraser's performance and just his general like likability in this movie um yeah that's its strength so um yeah that's all i had yeah no he it's none of and that's a hard part about this movie because you've got the the basic silly story they're trying to tell about 
link is fun. But it's everything else that kind of makes it a coherent, not even coherent, but just, you know, all these other story things that if they weren't there, it would be bad. Because you can't have a yeah. movie of just Brendan Fraser jumping around on a bed covered in mud. I don't know, some people might think Arguable. So, but arguable. <laughs> but, you know, you, you need there to be some kind of drive for the plot. Unfortunately here, it just isn't very good. And none of the I characters mean, are so likable. And again, is... when you could say Pauly Shore's the nicest character, because like, he says it, like, it's a line. I just want to be his friend. He's not asking yep. anything out of Link. He's not trying to, to groom him to be the popular kid and get him attention. He's just like, ah, he just seems cool. And so he yeah, takes and him, him and Dave to... get into like literally a physical altercation because Dave's trying yeah. to send Link away because he thinks he's a threat to you know his weird ownership fascination with of Robin that he's you know destined you know, to be with her or whatever. Like, yeah, my brain is making it feel like this would if this was a Twilight Zone episode or something like that along those lines that there would be ultimately a moral uh, lesson to be learned. Which results in both Link and Stoney freezing Dave's character and then burying him five feet underground. And then actually he's right below the pool as they're enjoying everything else, but he's a frozen block of ice. <laughs> that would have definitely been it. a nice twist. Yeah. That would have been a better ending than the non-ending yeah. that this movie has. So. Well, I've never so. been told totally. uh, Ron Sterling before, but there's always a start to somewhere. <laughs> well... The Ron and... Sterling of fucking Encino Man. You know, and so then we, we have the... I don't know if I'm jumping too far ahead, but the prom night thing where Link's jumping around, a prom night. dancing at the prom, yeah, and yeah. Robin's the date, and Matt gets up and he tries to tell everybody, oh, I have evidence that Link's a caveman. And of course, it's a 90s movie, so everybody's like, yay, nobody cares. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone well, yeah, ever fucking he, he announces he's a caveman and shows pictures, everyone just cheers. So, Yeah, it's weird what did he expect to happen out of like he's a caveman well let's fucking lynch him i guess i don't know what do you want our fucking <laughs> like, response yeah. to be mad i'm not sure like <laughs> if someone told me that i'd be like oh well that's interesting but what, what do you want i got to do? several <laughs> questions and, and and it all has to do with how the fuck are you still alive <laughs> yeah and why that bag of peas in the back of my freezer did not make it <clears throat> yeah so yeah. they go they go back to Dave's house after the prom for a pool party and a big mud pit apparently. Mm -hmm. um, oh, it is a mud pit. Yeah, it's not an actual functional pool. It's exactly but it's just full of water mind. now. Okay. Um, Robin and Dave hook up or they kiss. You know, to show that they're together now. Yeah, for of course. No reason. Cause... Like there's well, been yeah, nothing. Dave's to show a that. jerk. Robin is still just Robin. She broke up with Matt because he's also a jerk, but. Still, it's like, well, poor Robin. Now she's dating another jerk who has a fascination that he that she like is he's entitled to her because uh, he's known her since they were children. Like, Incel. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Stony and Link find more prints, <laughs> mud prints, yeah. and boob prints against the glass, and they find oh, it's Link's girlfriend or whatever from back frozen the caveman girlfriend so, there's and a she, show of course in a bathtub enough. because she she figured out how to draw herself a nice big bubble bath and they make mm -hmm. her look modern and that's well, the movie just, literally just ends that way they repeat the scene where they you know the screaming scene me. from earlier yeah <laughs> the, 
<laughs> that ending angered me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... it's it's really a non thing. I, I guess it's kind of an ending because like Dave and Robin are together and. Uh, do you know. know what this is? This is a Disney Channel original movie, but with some profanity. It, it's exactly that. Hollywood Pictures um, is a Disney property, I believe, that, that produced this. And uh, yeah. the, you're, you hit the nail on the head. I think that's exactly what this was. They hired Pauly Shore. Uh, I mean, his, if it's shaped like shit and it smells like shit. Because of his uh, popularity on MTV. And then, yeah, I assume they told him to uh, tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> and like um, tone it down the yeah. toner by the copier <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> you're back into copy guy again there so they're um, gonna fuse <laughs> i think there's yeah like, so i think rob schneider yeah, stole Polly shore or Polly shore stole rob schneider's skit fight it out so it's absolutely a disney movie i think you hit the nail on the head that's that's what we have here and they're just they're trying to play to teenagers but not really doing it incredibly well uh, they accidentally got lucky and got a hell of a performance out of Brendan Fraser here, and I, I think it's no surprise that he goes on from this to you know be the star of many other movies. Um, surprisingly, Polly Shore does as well, even though he won a, a Razzie for worst new star for Stoney in this movie. But um, yeah, so just yeah, the, that was one of the things that like really got to me uh, when this got over. Is I was like, wow that was not really an ending. Like you built this up to this, like, of course, like every one of these movies, it builds up to the prom prom is the climax of the movie. Right. (laughs) But it's really like a non thing. Like Matt exposes, like link is a caveman. And everyone's like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got, Matt? Let's go. Let's go to Dave's mud pit and, uh, Dave and Robin kiss a little, and then we'll find the, you know, we'll, we'll find the girlfriend caveman. And uh, that's it. That's the movie. Like, yeah. Yep. So there, it just yeah. The ending doesn't really exist. I mean, I guess they kind of tie a few knots up, but yeah, it's pretty unsatisfying. Uh, there was a sequel made to what? this, um, called Encino Woman. It was made for television, I believe. Uh, also Disney produced. Um, yeah, aired like on ABC. April 20th, 1996. I've never seen it. I don't even know. I never knew it existed until perusing the Wikipedia page. Um, I'm not sure if that's directly a sequel. Like, obviously, it ends with them finding the Encino woman, right? I don't know if that's that's what it spins off or if it's a totally different situation. I have to... Yeah, there's no... I didn't see a wiki for it or anything, so I don't know. Also, there is a... This film was the basis for a tie-in book young adult book <laughs> called Stoney's Encino High Notebook. I can uh, I, I suppose you can find a that copy nobody needs a book of that. Encino, it's man. a collector's item of some sort at this point, but <laughs> um, oh, I I yeah. wonder if it was one of those tie-ins like you know like there were books Simpsons books and Beavis and Butthead books and stuff like that. I wonder if it was just like a tie-in like here's a bunch of funny shit that re- I, I bet it's ex- this. exactly that and i bet it was like mainly made for like school book clubs and like i was gonna say this sounds thing. like a thing like, at a yeah. book fair <laughs> yeah yeah a book fair actually that's what i didn't mean book club that's yeah. exactly what i meant yep <laughs> yep that's kind of the impression i get so um somebody yeah. asked their parents for eight dollars for that book oh yeah I, I, someone out there, hopefully someone listening to the show, has a copy or once ha- owned a copy of Stoney's Encino High Notebook. 
That's uh, if you do, that's a gem. Hang on to that thing. <laughs> Please digitize it for the rest of us, because I'd yeah. love to see it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. The, the, it's this film is so one-dimensional. Oh my god! But it, I mean, even with all the little side characters, you've got like the two hip-hop guys that just stand in front of their lockers and they oh, dance to hip-hop music. It's, hip-hop guy. it's an early oh, '90s movie. Guys. You gotta have yeah. hip-hop guys, and of course they're this. yeah. In their well, matching tracks, two squirrely like cool. white guys, right? Look at us, we're staying in school. Sorry. Yeah, this there's... movie had an extremely low amount of diversity, even for 1992 as well. If I'm not sure if you noticed oh, that. Oh, yeah. But just like even for its era, like there are almost no people uh, of any ethnicity but white, white, white. So, like, I mean, even the fucking Cro Magna man is fucking white, blue eyed. So yeah. it's just like, and I, however, the Aryans were very happy. However, just... unlike film, a lot of other films that were comedies, you know, targeting this age, within the next few years, I didn't catch any blatant, like homophobic remarks or anything. Like oh, that. they dropped the the big F one there's, time. There's, yeah, yeah, but that's, but there's not. It's not like. Oh, a lot of these movies are can't get any more blatant just, than the big app. Yeah, just yeah. straight up. What's somebody just straight up calls somebody that. Like, yeah. What's and I know 1992. That? It was. I'm not excusing it, and it's not okay. No. But like, it's it. It was a. It was I, a, I'm, a lot I'm, of crap, unfortunately. It was. I must have missed that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah, and I just remember because it was a bit of a cringe. I mean, it always is now when so when it's like taken in so lightly in in tone, but. Yeah. Oh my god, uh, the PC college, whatever, PCU that PCU. we watched. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was a dropper. <laughs> and it's like, maybe PC's okay. Well, even, PCU even is like, proof that PC's okay. Just the, the themes in this, like, there's not a, there wasn't a lot of, like, you know, oh, you're gay because of this. You know, it just, it wasn't... No, I, I, besides I, that it, one slur, there's not really much of that at all, which... It's kind of a bummer that's there because otherwise yeah. it wouldn't have any of that really. But right, um, right. The, the there, there's there's some jokes. The Disney movie. Yeah, Link. One of Link's first things that he notices in David's bedroom is a pr- provocative poster of a model or something like that, and he learns to um, squeeze like this and say "gazungas" is one of the mm-hmm. first. Yeah, and then tr- and then tries to do it to somebody. So that that's a. Pretty dated, but it's okay because uh, she's pretty totally unfair. into it. It's like yeah. she, she, it's Robin oh Tooney's character who is just like totally into the weird caveman right. guy. So yeah. yeah, like just upon seeing him do a backflip, that was it. That's all it took. So. Yeah, and and he was that bold to just come right up to her. But and, and they, they even even before to, that, so. they kind of portray her as being kind of like no standards. Um, yeah, it, which is really common in, in high school ish movies around this time is to, to portray a certain way, and I I don't want to pretend like this is truly a reflection of how people were back then, but it definitely was playing on a lot of stereotypes about how people were, um, how people you know, thought people were at least like that's yeah. You know. I mean, there is some truth in some of it in like how casual certain things were said, or you know the the bullying type stuff that's shown in it, man, it's not that far off. I heard about yeah. people getting duct taped to things. I've seen you know? people duct taped to things. I had a friend yeah. that got duct taped to some stuff in high school for sure. Well, we had a mutual friend, so. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. 
And it was so, like, well, why didn't yeah, you fight, fight back? back well, it was like happens. one against five. <laughs> yeah. So. That was always a stupid question. I hated when people, why didn't you do something about it? It's like, because I didn't want to, like, have broken bones and bleeding nose and stuff. It's just like, you know, you just cope with it. I'm going to get duct taped to that anyway. Yeah. You know, do I want to get duct taped and be in severe pain? No. <laughs> like, that's weak. No, that's smart. Yeah, no, actually, that's that's good thinking if you ask me. But Yeah, yeah. I'm still doing all right. So. Glad this movie could teach a lesson. Yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody go see Encino Man. It's a very deep, insightful Don't film. thaw so. people out with space heaters in California. It won't be like this. You will not have a great caveman party friend. You'll have a rotting corpse and some very confused police officers. <laughs> this um, is yeah. the wettest jerky I've ever eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Lynx. <laughs> you have failed at dry aging your meat, sir. No. No, never. Yeah. This is the most tender steak. Sorry. It's delicious. So Yeah. But yeah. So that's what I mean, rub did you use? Mud and clay. Mud and clay. <laughs> the Pleistocene. Um Oh, anybody, so yeah, uh, that's essentially Encino Man. I was gonna say, does anyone have anything else to say about this? What this? It's really. It also runs about what eighty-five minutes or something. It's not even quite ninety. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a pretty quick movie. Um, Makes sense. Go ahead, Ryan. Why don't you yeah. go first since you're you're going off memory? Yeah. Give it give it your grade from. Oh you yeah. Know, when you were the guy six. who didn't watch it <laughs> should give a review. No, I don't six know. year. I didn't what does six-year-old Ryan think of this again. movie or whatever you saw it originally? Uh, I imagine, if for me, let's be honest, like, I haven't seen it, but I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it again because it is very much a 90s time capsule. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it is, uh, and rightfully so, uh, if another generation were to watch this, would to criticize, like, this is what you grew up on. I'm like, we all got shit. <laughs> we all got shit. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, this was, like, a big Polly Shore movie for me, so, and a vest of other things. You know, at that time, I think about the two people I watched for the same reasons and had two different, very different careers. That's Polly Shore and Jim Carrey, <laughs> um, who did, like, both very, you know... It, there's some similarities there. Yeah, like, over-the-top physical act and, and catchphrases, uh, but definitely one went in one direction and one was Polly Shore. But it, it, I don't, that's what I got. I don't have, I can't give a grade. I don't want to see it again. I don't fine. feel like I need to. Like, I'm, I'm I don't fine. feel like you need to either. That's yeah. Why you, Joe? Um, honestly, this, this was kind of a fun trip down memory lane. Um, I remember liking this when it came out because it was 1992 and I was like 11 or 12 years old. I think I was the target audience. And it was goofy and, Pauly Shore was, I even knew back then he was ridiculous and absurd, but he was kind of harmless and funny. And I feel like revisiting this now, um, the movie is stupid. Uh, it's just, <laughs> Brendan Fraser's a lot of fun in this. Like, it's, all of his scenes are, are really quite good. He's a really good physical actor in this. Um, Universal truth, my brother. It, it is. Universal He's just, it, it, from the very beginning, Brendan Fraser's been a goddamn treasure. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, he could star in a uh, that Subway Jared 
like biopic and yeah. somehow you still love the character yeah i mean I'm, I'm so Brendan glad Fraser to see i'm so glad to see that his career is coming back because Maybe i those think kids he is also it. i'm sorry a really good actor as well as being you know physical yeah, you comedy can edit that one out now there's sorry. a lot of, you know he did a lot of physical comedy early on george of the jungle was very physical comedy and stuff too but yeah, yeah you know the, the mummy movies are fun and I've, I've always liked seeing him and stuff and the, the newer things he's been in that i've seen I've, I've liked as well so i'm glad to kind of revisit this just to see you know a, a good actor from when i was growing up who's you know back to doing some cool stuff again like where did they get their start sean astin yeah he was mikey from goonies when i was growing up and then rudy and then lord of the rings but with this yeah, it's, hey, fucker's got to eat too, right? So somebody needs paycheck. <laughs> yeah, this oh, movie, character's yeah, got this character's eat. goddamn awful. That's Sean Astin's fault, I don't um, think. <laughs> Holly Shore. Uh, it's funny because we're watching this. <laughs> My wife was, she's like, after about twenty minutes, and she's like, I, I can't. I living through Holly Shore in the nineties was enough. <laughs> she laughed. <laughs> I don't mind I mean, him. I don't mind him. I get the character. It's goofy, but it's still pretty innocent he's just you a know big clown and i i like that you know you look up the dude there's not really a lot of controversy at least none that i've heard of with him he's just yeah. poly sure he's not trying to do the weasel anymore he's just it was weird when he tried to do that like serious uh apprentice style show with a comedy club yeah i mean that he's was, he, he, i think he's had a, a hard sure. time finding like you know his place yeah. but Overall, I he is the least one of the the lesser things about this movie that drops it down pegs. In fact, I don't think Polly Shore really affects it. You know, you're getting a movie with Polly Shore. Expect that. You know, it'd be like yeah. watching a Jerry Lewis movie, being like, I don't like it when he yells. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, it's a fucking Jerry Lewis movie. You know, you either like him or you don't. I don't mind Polly Shore. He's all right. He's fine. He's the '90s Jerry Lewis. Is He's like, the '90s Jerry Lewis. He's fine. And, that and is you know like what? Honestly, Jerry Lewis is a lot more fucking cringy. So, yeah, yeah Polly Shore is annoying. That's all it is. But it's it's harmless. So I'm actually going to give this movie a C plus. It's technically it's it's lame, um, but some of the performances in it really save it. So I'll I'll, I'll yeah. go middle of the road on it. I will say you saying like watching this as a Brendan Sh- uh, Fraser movie is just like that made me like maybe I would rewatch it because yeah. I always consider this a Polly Shore movie. Forgot it's a Brendan yeah. Sh- Fraser. Yeah, movie. No, it's a Brendan. It's a Brendan. Watch it again. It, well, okay, if you choose to, but you will you will see. It I'm Zillian. sure it's somewhere Fraser down my pipeline. Oh, like, like, yeah. yeah. I'm probably like on that's my it. deathbed at the fucking nursing <laughs> home, like suffering from dementia, and this movie comes on, and that's how I die. Like, the movie doesn't kill me. It's just that's the last thing. It's just like, well, this is it. Sorry. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> We're done dark fucking... Let's go back to the Jared joke. So is that, that a C later. plus as well? Is that... <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> the, uh, that's a good way of... C okay. plus. I would die with dementia. <laughs> this would, I, I'm fine with that. Um, um, yeah, and, and I, I just repeat most of what Joe said, honestly. It was a fun movie to rewatch because I remember watching this... A bunch of times when I was a kid, and then not seeing it since then. Uh, thought I didn't remember much about it until I watched it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I remember like every scene of this movie actually, and not all of them are good, but I remember them. So, so um, 
I actually didn't find Polly Shore. I was really cringing in anticipation of Polly Shore, and he <laughs> yeah. wasn't as bad as I expected in this movie. I, I feel like I remember him being worse as he got to be a bigger star and kind of the reins were taken off of him. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he's, you know, Polly Shore is Polly Shore. It's really the Brendan Fraser show. Uh, he's he's great in this, and there's there, there's some legitimately funny moments. It's not a good movie. The script kind of stinks, and it's just you know, is what it is. But it's watchable because of you know the thing, the things that are good about it, and that's Brendan Fraser, and that's you know some of the comedy that is it's legitimately funny. It's all those kind of like you know fish out of water jokes, but some of them are really good, and uh, yeah, the the physical comedy moments are probably the better or the best moments. Um, I remember having the Encino Man soundtrack on a cassette tape when I was a kid and listened to that. So when some of the songs played in this that I probably haven't heard since I yeah. got rid of that cassette tape, I was like, oh, I remember that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was one I was really into growing up. And so that, w- that was a lot of fun for me revisiting it. The movie itself, this is a C movie. It's not terrible. It's it's pretty easily digestible 90s fare and it's you know it's funny at moments. Um so this is the NC no man. Yeah. That was my <laughs> pun that was my pun comp- I, contribution. It probably Sorry. deserves a worse grade than that, but I just can't do it cuz the what's the things that are good about it are, you know, endearing enough that it kind of knocks it up a couple of points, but I feel like that <laughs> might be the problem with like our like our nostalgic. collective gem- nostalgic generation versus our parents. Uh-huh who are our age at the time this movie came out did not have that same level of like, like a tolerance. I imagine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because a year later when son-in-law came out, um, I remember being in middle school and one of our teachers saying, because we had earned something for good participation. I don't know, some shit like that. He said that we could have a movie day and we could vote on the movie to watch and he would go rent it. And we all voted for Son-in-Law. Oh, boy. Which came out a year later. And he rented it, and he came back the next day, and because he, he had to watch it beforehand, and he said, there is no way in hell I'm going to show that movie. You all owe me, like, a nickel to pay for the rental fee because you made me watch that. And instead, we watched something like Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which really is more, much more questionable of a choice. <laughs> But, but it's 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 smarter comedy. It had nothing to yeah. do with whatever profanity or non, whatever the shit was. It was just the idea of like integrity. It's just like if yeah. you're gonna watch something funny, you're gonna watch something that's funny. Like get that yeah, like, fucking impossible. He was just like that was that movie was. There's no way I would show that. I don't remember. I mean, I haven't reviewed that one yet. We should at some point. But I don't remember it being any worse than this. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's probably fairly harmless too. But... So. But, I do yeah. I do have another thing that made me chuckle when Eric was talking. So when you mentioned Polly Shore essentially being untethered or unchained after this whatever movie, I don't know why for the life of me, but I pictured that beginning scene of Jurassic Park where they're trying to put the Velociraptor in the cage. But and it's Polly Shore. It's Polly Shore going like, shoot her! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> just running fucking past the Jurassic weasel. weasel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if there needs to be a TikTok super cut, I'm too lazy to do it. There, it's out. <laughs> yeah. like, that's 90s in a nutshell. Jurassic yeah. Park and Polly Shore. <laughs> I mean, okay. yeah, you pretty much... Yep. That's, this has been the most fun I've I've ever had for a movie I did not fucking watch. Yeah, well. 
Well, we would love to know what any of our listeners thought of Encino Man or I guess any other Polly Sh- Polly Shortum in a nutshell, <laughs> since that's a majority of what we've talked about tonight. Send in your reviews of Stoney's Encino High Notebook. So. Yes, please. We would love to hear more about that. And any other questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms you have for the Video Junkier Podcast. And you can direct those at the Video Junkier Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod. On Instagram, on. Are we still on Pinterest? I don't know. Um, uh, I, I have an account. Oh. I had a board. <laughs> we had a board. It might still be there. if you type it in, you might find something. There's a thing there, but also on our, where I think where we do most of our activity, on our main Video Junkyard Podcast Facebook page. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. Um, we also uh, have a Patreon page. If you do like the podcast and want to help us uh, create more of these shows, um, run, jump over to www.com. Uh, patreon.com slash video junkyard podcast and join the video junkyard podcast family for just a dollar or two a month uh you'll get all kinds of perks including the ability to vote on what we watch on the show uh some exclusive content and um yeah whatever else we decide to throw yeah we've been talking about doing merch guys it's time to sign up we've been talking about it so just when you're gonna make our merch for us so maybe if uh if we if we get like uh you know few more let's say five more patreon subscribers we'll throw everybody some some merch how about that I'll, I'll make don't that give, deal, don't so. don't don't reveal the curtain to the rest of the people eric jeez all the anyway, industry we, secrets of as we always junkyard. do we do want to thank uh the members of our video junkyard podcast family scott stewart and tony rodriguez thank you both of you for your support and um kisses yeah, are in the mail see. yeah and uh whether you're a subscriber or not, uh, we appreciate you being here. And if you'd like to come back for a little bit more Video Junkyard podcast, we got some great stuff coming up next week. Uh, we're going to be watching Dave Made a Maze. Well, some of us already did watch Dave I Made peaked a Maze. Uh, <laughs> and, it, uh, uh, it's going to be good. Good, good. For me. I don't know the rest of you, it. but for me. Um, I, uh, followed by Be Kind Rewind and The Borrowers. So lots of more 90s stuff coming up. So, yeah. Um, Stay tuned for that. Also, make sure you're sending in your picks. If you want to have a movie uh, that you want to see us review on the see us review, hear us review on the Video <laughs> Junkyard podcast, uh, make sure and send in your audience picks. We're always looking for audience picks, and we are going to be doing, as we said, told you last week, uh, one per month now. So uh, send them in, and we'll we'll hopefully uh, get your favorite forgotten film on the show. We want to thank you once again for checking out the Video Junkyard podcast. And if you've enjoyed it, we hope you will uh, share it around by the means that you see fit. And until next time, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Miracle Branson. And I'm Ryan Sysko saying... If you're edge because I'm wheezing on your grind, it's just chill. Because if I had the whole Brady Bunch thing happen at my pad, I'd go grind over there. So don't tax my gig so hardcore, Cruster. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast on Twitter at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find 
in the Video Junkyard. <laughs>